On Monday, May 22nd, Ford hosted its 2023 Capital Markets Day, where investors, analysts, and journalists gathered in Dearborn to hear about the latest progress to deliver our Ford Plus plan. Presentations captured our progress over the last two years as proof of Ford's world-class team meeting challenges head-on. The day outlined the key steps we're taking to build this exciting future together. The result will be a Ford that thrives at the intersection of a strong product lineup, innovation, and the rapid deployment of software. And now, here's Ford Chief Advanced Product Development and Technology Officer, Doug Field, joined by Ford Vice President of EV Industrialization for Ford Model E, Lisa Drake. It's a real privilege to be here and talk about some of the really cool work that's going on in Model E. So I'll start the Model E story actually with the Ford Blue product. Ford Blue makes some really amazing products, like the Expedition. Now, if you're hauling your whole family and a boat to a remote location way away from chargers and paved roads, this is your product. There's nothing better for that job than an Expedition. So Model E isn't trying to play a zero-sum game with Ford Blue. We're building white space products that couldn't exist with a nice powertrain, just as Ford Blue will keep making products that would be compromised without one. We are investing in really targeted applications where today's technology for EVs is already great. And we're succeeding. So half of Lightning customers, and even two and a half years after launch, 60% of Mach-E customers are new to Ford. And these are different customers who are using their vehicles in different ways. So Ford's generation one was a scrappy endeavor. Low investments, really small teams, and pushing against a large organization that hadn't really endorsed or embraced EVs yet. Now, I wasn't here when these products were developed, but when I saw them, I was impressed. They're not just great first round EVs, they're great products, period. And they're part of actually why I came to Ford. If this is their first generation product, imagine what can be done in the future. But Ford went way beyond just taking products and converting them into EVs. And the best example is the F-150 Lightning. I told you about customers being new to Ford, but what's really staggering is more than half of Lightning customers are new to full-size trucks. This is a really big deal, and it only happens if you've redefined a product category. So Ford knows trucks, and they started by making Lightning a real truck, built Ford Tough to do real work. But when you engineer an EV with the capability to do this kind of work, you also get a truck that's mind-blowingly quick. Hopefully you got to experience that yesterday. So this is a real work truck that accelerates like the best sports cars. That's a different proposition. The mega power frunk is a really big deal as well. It's about the size of the trunk on the best-selling sedan in the United States. So you get your lockable, weatherproof storage, and you get a truck bed. So this becomes a different product with different trade-offs. ProPower on board provides all the power you would need for anything you can put in the frunk, 
or anything you could bring to your campsite. And in the bed, ProPower is a lot more than just a bunch of wall plugs. This has a 240 volt power source capable of even charging another EV or running a work site and doing it with no noise and no emissions. And then finally, Ford was also first with intelligent backup power. So you plug your lightning in to charge at home, and if you lose power, your truck can immediately switch over and run your house for days. So um, a few years ago, back in California, I installed a bunch of Tesla power walls at my home. Now, if I had waited, I could have had the same backup capability and I would have gotten a truck for free. And I have friends at Apple who told me they bought a Lightning because it's the only EV where they can fit their child seats three across in the back. So we're attracting new customers to this segment and to Ford because this really is a new product category. Now our Gen 2 products will take a lot further. We'll invest in Gen 2 only in the places and segments where we know we can win and where we know we can do something differentiated and where we're gonna deliver great stuff and great products to the world. Starting with a full-size pickup that goes to the next level and a three-row SUV. Our Gen 2 products will be unlike anything customers have ever seen. That starts by not trying to be everything to everyone and make every possible flavor for every individual. And as Kumar told you, that's not really what customers want anyway. So because of the connected data that we now have access to, we're much more informed on what customers want and what they don't value than any time in history. We take that information and engineers and designers focus on a small number of very discrete configuration and they optimize systems instead of components one by one. They pursue excellence for a specific customer and how these customers will use an EV. So those of you who were at some of our events have seen Project T3. Project T3 is our next electric truck. And the complexity goes so far in this new project that you'll be able to count the buildable combinations on two hands. And that covers both Model E's retail customers, their Ford Pro commercial customers, and, and commercial customers. So when we commit to this kind of focus, complexity falls off in a way that completely changes the company. Kumar told you a little bit about it, but the operational impact is profound. The inventory feeding the plant, as you saw, the sequencing, everything that has to feed an individual snowflake of a product down the line. Service parts we carry, changeovers that suppliers have to do. Every one of these, and a whole bunch I didn't mention, have costs associated with them. And they're unmeasured, and they get forever lost in the system. But the biggest benefit is what we can do with the product, with that focus. And the Project T3 stands for Trust the Truck. And this is a truck people can trust not only to do work, but they can trust it in the digital age. It's fully updatable. It'll be constantly improving, rapidly learning from the moment it starts down the assembly line, when its computer is alive and communicating with the factory, until years after it's been a part of a customer's life. Jim called this product a Millennium Falcon with a back porch. 
that's a great description of what this thing will be. And we're not gonna show it to you today, but it's a badass product. Our Gen 2 three row, which is also coming in 2025, will be equally groundbreaking. So think about a family that wants an affordable EV with amazing experience for road trips. Now we could have converted an expedition into an EV, but it wouldn't have made for a very good EV and it wouldn't have made for a very good expedition. You'd have to put a really big battery in this vehicle in order to get just 300 miles of range on the highway. About 150 kilowatt hours of battery. That's a big, expensive, and heavy battery. And instead of capturing the unique and great things that we could do for an EV, this product would have been a compromised solution. For a customer, that Ford Blue has already got covered with a great product. So that's not what the team did. There's a bit of an arms race in the industry to shove bigger and bigger batteries into large EVs to try and make them like ICE vehicles. But the real battleground in electrification is about efficiency. Efficiency is like God's work. When we really understand the physics around energy loss in an EV, we optimize it rather than com compromise it. So when we set out to build our generation two three row, we started by changing the way we think about the tires with lower rolling resistance, squeezing every little drop of propulsion system efficiency out, optimizing everything in, com in um, computer simulations. We took a bunch of mass out, we lowered the ride height, we changed the aerodynamics, and the result is a different product. It's a three-row family vehicle with 350 miles of range that can still cover 300 miles when you're cruising at 70 miles per hour. It's got a battery that's one-third smaller, lighter, thousands of dollars less expensive, and with the same amount of scarce battery raw materials, we can bring our product to three customers instead of two. And those three customers are gonna get a new and a better product. As Jim said, we call it a personal bullet train. And it's beautiful, and it's unlike anything in the segment so far. It'll be affordable. It'll be longer, sleeker, quieter vehicle with amazing size and features of an interior space. We've engineered the battery and charging, so not only can you travel those distances on the highway, but you can stop for less than 10 minutes and pick up 150 miles of range. So this obsession in EVs is more than engineering. It's like a religion. The teams have put together these little pocket cards that say, what are the trade-offs of efficiency? How much do I get for every little piece of weight that I take out of the vehicle? What do I get for better tires? What do I get for more efficiency and propulsion? So it takes more, though, than great products to really win customers over, particularly new customers to Ford. It takes a buying an ownership experience that's way, way beyond um, what we do today. So we know that most customers would enjoy the buying process a lot more if they could skip the step of negotiating on price. So starting in January, Model E customers will have flexible purchase options online in the store with transparent pricing that they don't have to haggle over, 
and remote vehicle delivery and later pickup as well. And uh, these better experiences make customers more likely to build a relationship and choose the same dealer again. There are benefits to the dealer. Customers also want to get their dream vehicle, not settle for what's on the lot. And soon they'll have far more options available to purchase through their dealer from new retail replenishment centers. These centers can hold a couple of weeks of inventory and deliver the right vehicle in less than 10 days. And with how we've brought the complexity of our lineup down, we can cut the system inventory in half to 50 days. So our dealers are freed as well from negotiating with customers to sell what they have on the lot. And that's happier customers, but it's also fewer discounts. So we want each of our Model E dealers to be a trusted partner for new EV customers who want to see and learn about these new great products. So we've talked about how electrification changes the product and changes the business, but electrification isn't the biggest transformation going on in the auto industry. And it's not the limit of what we're trying to do in Model E as well. Model E is intended to bring tech and software to the center of all ICE, hybrid, and electric vehicles across Ford Blue, Model E, and Pro. And with software, these aren't just vehicles, they're products, but a very special kind of product. So a vehicle is a space which we can design and curate in ways that no other space in your life can be. So we can place the screen in exactly the right place for the experience we're designing. Not have to deal with the fact it could be in your lap, it could be on the wall, or it could be sitting on your desk. We can put cameras in precise positions inside and outside the vehicle. We can put our speakers and our microphones, more importantly, at exactly the right points relative to where we know the people are going to be in the space. We can change the lighting, and we can control the experience all the way from how you're sitting to what the air quality is and what the air temperature is. So this goes way beyond what you could do with just a device with software or even a smart home. They're all different. So this opens new experiences. So we start with how we connect the vehicle to your digital life. And we do that with media, music, and games, but we do it in exciting new ways, leveraging that space. Um, our music, music experience, for example, should be so great that a family says, hey, there's a new Billie Eilish album out. So let's go out to the car and listen to it. We'll use this space to connect you to the outside world as well, not just isolate you. So you'll be able to connect with video conferences, bring people along on your trip virtually where they can see what's going both on both inside and outside the vehicle. And the vehicle can be a remote presence. It's a guardian, a security camera, an alarm system, a weather station, or it could even be a mobile mailbox. So we want to make these experiences so great that you could take the wheels off our products and people would still want to buy it and have it in the backyard. But it will have wheels. And as we work towards this future with more and more autonomy, when you can eventually take your eyes off the road, all of this investment in those experiences, we can start to bring to people while they're traveling. But these digital interior experiences are, are really just the beginning. Products we make are not living rooms. 
They are moving, working robots. And our software ambition goes way beyond, deep into how our products move, how they collect data, and how they support people who are gonna use them for real work. We call them unimaginably great products because the best things we will make are the ones we haven't thought of yet. So if you wanna design for things you haven't thought of yet, the only way you do that is with a platform, a platform on which our creative and technical people are gonna build their future. So platform thinking has been around a long time in the automotive industry, but it's generally been based on underbody structures, engines, transmissions, things that take a long time to engineer, require lots of capital spending, and long lead times. This is a very, very different kind of platform, and it's one that still really isn't understood that well in the auto industry. So you can start with the electrical architecture, and you'll hear a lot from the industry on this. You can find all kinds of block diagrams all over the web. And less wiring, less connectors, these are generally the things you'll hear people talk about, but it's not the most important part of the platform. The most important part is the software. So Ford, despite the challenges we have in existing vehicles with industry standard, supplier controlled digital platforms, Ford made, has made a huge amount of progress in moving into the new world. So back starting in 2019, Ford made a commitment to put a modem in every single car. That must have been quite a leap of faith. But with it, we're learning from connected data and we're making better, more informed decisions. And we've already started improving the customer experience, 11 million OTAs over the past two years to add capabilities, enhance, enhancing, exist, enhancing existing ones. We wanna focus in a few key areas with this software where we know we can make a big impact on customers. Connection with people and data in your environment, productivity, particularly in Ford Pro, but everywhere, safety and security, and then autonomy. And while we're just getting started with the vehicles we have, just imagine what we can do when we control the platform. So we're building our next-gen platform, software and hardware, for all Ford vehicles. And it will launch first on our Generation 2 Model E products in 2025. And when that happens, all of a sudden, a new world of possibilities opens, and a new world of businesses, like L3 Autonomy. In the breakout session, I'll tell you a lot more about this platform, but we're not waiting until then to start delivering software. Ford Pro is our tip of the spear. Ford Pro Intelligence launched us into the productivity space at the beginning of last year. Blue Cruise, we launched almost two years ago long before I was here, and it transformed the experience for customers in lighter, heavy traffic on divided highways. Our version 1.0 was Consumer Reports' top-rated ADAS in the US, and it's the first hands-free system to actually gain regulatory approval for use at highway speeds in Europe, not crawling around, stop and go, below 40 kilometers per hour. So Blue Cruise is the first place where we're in the software business. And with its success, we're now putting Blue Cruise hardware in every single Mach-E, whether the customer ordered it or not. And 
with no selling or marketing support, just on the strength of the product and word of mouth, we're already at a 20% take rate. And we have an even bigger opportunity with the other 80%. So we now have the confidence to install Blue Cruise hardware on 500,000 Ford Model E, Blue, and Pro vehicles next year. Even if in some cases, the customer doesn't choose to order Blue Cruise up front. And what we're seeing is revenue that we think could be $200 million here in high margin across the business, which doesn't even include future activations or extensions. So that's just the start. And as we build out our next-gen platforms, we aspire to deliver L3 autonomy to as many customers as possible. When you can take your eyes off the road, everything changes. So my finance and business partners tell me that this is a different kind of revenue. They use these words like accretive to margins, um, less cyclical than vehicle sales as, uh, sales, as Jim talked about, and it's revenue to grow without fighting for vehicle share. Now, we're going to do this kind of software in a different way, in the Ford way. Ford is about democratizing technology. That's the history that you're seeing and hearing about today. So we want to design our software for our customers and their specific use cases, not our internal technical experts. We want to give customers capability, but not complexity. We want simple products, but products that are never patronizing. And I'll talk more about this in the breakout session. But this all starts with people. Fantastic teams composed of the most talented and passionate people in, in the industry that combine decades of experience building this company with new skills and perspectives from other industries. And this team that we're privileged to lead is led by senior leaders on my staff on design, on product, and in technology that I believe to be the best in the industry. We're now building third generation teams and projects and they're going to deliver breakthroughs in products and platforms that go completely beyond Gen 2. We'll keep going and we'll never be satisfied, but that's okay because this is what we love to do. Now, I came to Ford because it's the opportunity to be best of both worlds. To use technology to create these unimaginably great experiences and products, but the ability to leverage a proven capability of a legendary team with more than a century of scaling and delivering products to millions of customers. And to show you how that part of the team is bringing to life the Model E plan, here's Lisa Drake. Thank you, Doug. Okay, so to put these incredible products in millions of driveways, all we need to do is build the largest greenfield complex in Ford's history, transform Ford existing plants all across the globe to produce our EVs, build five new gigafactories to produce batteries, hire and train thousands of workers, secure multiple contracts for lithium and nickel, and that's for starters. Fortunately, we have 120 years of industrial know-how at Ford, and we will lean on that 
and we've learned a lot about building an EV industrial system just in the past few years. And luckily, vertical integration is in our DNA. From 2022 through the end of 26, Model E will grow from just under 100,000 units to well over 1 million. And when you add Ford Pro, our total capacity will approach 2 million EVs. So we are wasting no time already increasing production in our first-gen EVs. And that starts most recently at our Mustang Mach-E plant in Quetelon. Now, our quarter one volumes were down because we shut down the plant to expand the production capacity. We built a new paint shop, a new battery pack center, a new final assembly, and we were back up building customer units in just eight weeks. By the 41st production day, we had doubled the previous hourly production. Now, Lightning will undergo a similar shutdown this summer because we will nearly quadruple its annual capacity. And speed counts in this business, especially for time to market for our next-gen products. Ford's standard of manufacturing excellence is to launch and hit full operating line rate within 55 days. And we built the capability to do this through decades of innovation in manufacturing, taking on some of the industry's biggest challenges, like the introduction of the aluminum-intensive F-150 a few years back. And now some of the most radical innovation in our final assembly process will happen next year at our Oakville complex in Canada. We will introduce a production process called Zero Falls Forward. And it takes advantage of our new fully networked product capability that Doug talked about to self-test and communicate issues to the operator right on the line. We can continuously update software to the latest levels throughout the entire production process. Plus, we get to have some fun with self-driving and manufacturing too, as the vehicles will be able to move through various stages of production and testing without a driver. And we can leverage this autonomous vehicle technology both indoors in the plant and also outside of the manufacturing facility. This is gonna help us increase throughput, reduce our overall space requirements, and of course, enhance safety for our plant workforce. We expect to scale this capability faster than others because we have the best of both worlds with the vehicle electrical architecture and the manufacturing experience to pull it off. Converting our Oakville site allows us to start producing EVs about two years sooner than if we were to have built a new plant. We already have the land, the buildings, and we have a proven workforce in Canada that's ready to roll. Now, of course, we're building a greenfield site too, the Tennessee Electric Vehicle Center at Blue Oval City. Tennessee is the home of Project T3, the Gen 2 EV pickup that Doug talked to you about. Our Tennessee Electric Vehicle Center will create more than 3,200 new jobs, and it takes another significant step forward in manufacturing innovation. We'll have zero mainline operators in the body shop, a 25% smaller paint shop and final assembly area versus our Dearborn truck plant, and more than a 60% reduction in the labor to produce the battery packs versus our F-150 Lightning today. A few examples about how we did this are behind me. The team's using autonomous mobile robots for material handling in the body shop as an example. Laser-guided closure installs for the doors in the hood. In addition, we'll stack the bodies coming out of our paint shop vertically to take advantage of the volumetric space in the building, and we'll shrink that paint shop footprint 25%. And we'll have all of the connected and autonomous manufacturing capabilities, as I mentioned in Oakville, in Tennessee as well. When it opens in less than two years, the Tennessee truck plant 
which can flex to a production capacity of 500,000 units annually, will have nearly 30% less labor and overhead cost per unit than our high-scale ICE F-150. Bottom line, scaling quickly, taking full advantage of our digital product capability coupled with our manufacturing strengths is a really big part of the foundation for our industrial plan inside of Model E. Now let's talk about the battery plants. We've announced five vertical integrated plants globally. The first two in Kentucky and Tennessee are on track to open in 2025, and we've learned a lot from our current generation EV experience on what it takes to scale battery capacity with quality. Ramping these facilities will define our EV launch curve. These are massive, massive facilities, thousands of pieces of equipment, and really deep raw material value chains. Two of those raw materials I'd like to talk to you about briefly. We've sourced about 90% of the nickel and the lithium that underpin our capacity targets. And today, we're announcing lithium agreements with three of the top producing major global suppliers, Abermarl, SQM, and Namaska. Namaska is a joint venture backed by Liven and the investment arm of Quebec. And these are some of the largest lithium producers in the world with the best quality, existing capacity, and IRA compliance. And our plan is significantly de-risked with these agreements versus relying on investments in junior producers or smaller entrants who are still in permitting or extraction and processing development. And while these majors give our plan stability, we're also investing in US-based development projects through agreements with Compass, Ioneer, and ESM. We all need to continue exploring reserves, developing extraction technologies so that we can further diversify the industry. And Ford will certainly continue supporting that development. Now quickly on nickel, companies like Wayu have made breakthroughs in nickel processing. And one of those processes is called HPAL, high pressure acid leaching. That process converts lower grade nickel ores that were previously considered waste or at best maybe suitable for stainless steel applications to something called MHP, mixed hydroxide precipitate. And their process does this very economically and with very low carbon emissions. Producing battery grade nickel sulfate from this MHP instead of your typical class one nickel feedstocks saves hundreds of dollars per vehicle. Investment in processes like HPAL is growing rapidly, and Ford moved early last year to combine this technology with the responsible mining practices of Valet, who is an ESG leader in the mining space. The nickel from this arrangement will be used by the second Blue Oval SK plant in Kentucky to produce cells for a lineup of Ford Pro commercial EVs. That plant will have 45 gigawatt hours of capacity, meaning this lower nickel will provide close to $200 million in annual savings. And if you didn't catch it, we have an entire cell plant dedicated to Ford Pro EVs. All of those commercial vehicles will qualify for the $7,500 tax credit. Now let's talk LFP, which is lithium iron phosphate. We're building a dedicated plant in Marshall, Michigan, that will be owned and operated by a wholly owned Ford subsidiary, which will produce battery cells using world-class LFP technology. This plant will produce a single cell design 
that allows us to flex capacity between multiple products and it will run at world-class productivity levels only seen on a few production lines to date. Since we announced this plant in February, we've already found efficiencies to increase its capacity to 42 gigawatt hours from the originally planned 35. And when the plant begins production in 26, we expect it to produce one of the least expensive batteries in the United States. And just to note, our LFP volume will make up roughly 15% of our portfolio in 2027. And it's also important to know that we're working hard on our NCM and we're on track to deliver a 30% cost reduction in our NCM chemistry impacts from the launch of the Mach-E in December 2020 to our Gen, 10, Gen 2 products in 2025. We understand the challenge ahead of us and we know that this is not going to be easy work. Um, it's pretty exciting to see the significant progress the team has already made. Blue Oval City construction is on track and equipment is being installed as we speak. Global battery plants are hitting their schedules and well underway. Workforce development is moving ahead and no one knows the American manufacturing workforce better than Ford. And it's really rewarding to see our teams building the curriculums and the training centers for the workforce of the future. We just showed you our progress on raw materials and we're super focused on our plan. And we have a world-class team to get it done. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more updates and learn more, make sure to check out all Capital Markets Day content on at Ford Online and on the Blue Oval Now app.